Hello, and welcome to Romancing the Game. I'm Jordan Fishburn. I'm Tawny P. Thompson. And I am Sarah Babe. Welcome to our Dragon Age 2 overview episode. Uh, We're going to cover Dragon Age 2 overall before we jump into our individual romance storylines. Woohoo! As a heads up, uh, as you can tell, we're back on Zoom, probably via the sound of the audio. We've decided all of our um, overview episodes we're going to do on Zoom because the sheer amount of fucking motorcycle going past. (laughs) Because of the sheer amount of uh, notes that we have and tabs that I, in particular, have open for these episodes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Dragon Age 2. Uh, Go over our spoiler warning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This game has dragons. It's in the fucking title. (laughs) There's going to be spoilers. If you got a problem with that, just don't listen, man. Like, it's cool. We know you don't want spoilers. I don't like spoilers. Granted, if I get spoilers, I usually forget what I was spoiled on. And it's still a surprise to me. Like, I won't explain. I can't. that's, That's a spoiler. Okay for something not this but this is a spoiler alert just don't do it don't do it girl don't do it this podcast will contain spoilers (laughs) as is the nature of discussing overarching story we will be covering various plot beats during the show the warning has been laid at your feet continue at your own peril at your your own peril i mean i will also point out that it has been a decade since this game came out so Oh yeah. my god! I bought this. I bought. I think I have the. Do I have the book? I think I got the book like right here. Hold on. <laughs> I think I got the book. <sighs> oh no, that's Mass Effect. <laughs> Wait, I know I have a damn book for it somewhere. A Rogue Galaxy. <laughs> Where? Um, why do I have so uh, many guidebooks for video games? While Sarah uh, looks for her book, (laughs) I'll give you uh, our general plot overview. Just a nice and quick soundbite. Unless you want to do the The boring stuff. Yeah. (laughs) I figured I could give them the plot stuff quick. Plot first. first. So they have reference. Uh, Dragon Age 2 is a RPG game set in the fictional world of Thetis and particularly in the city states of the free marches, specifically Kirkwall. You play as Hawk, a refugee fleeing Ferelden with their family. Throughout the game, players encounter various companions who play major roles in the game's plot and gameplay, as you can imagine. And as you might've guessed, contain several romantic options. <laughs> Just a few. Yes. That's my Quick and dirty DA2 plot. I mean, yeah. <laughs> also, it is actually like a very few in this game. It, it Anybody is. else notice that in comparison? Wait, one, two. Wait, who's that guy? Okay, one, two, three. Four. I would say four and a half because one is DLC only. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, there's, yeah, four and a half. Uh-huh. Huh. Um, but to jump I mean, back to... To be fair, Dragon Age Origins only had three. So Yeah, but it was so old that we didn't expect it yet. A this decade is ago. Still we, ten years ago. Uh ten years ago, I was ten I years did. ago, I was not even thirty. <laughs> hey, me neither. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Me neither. <laughs> um yeah. just to take a, a short hop back to some of the boring things. Um 
Dragon Age 2 was released for the PC, Xbox 360, PS3, and Mac OS X in March of 2011. The developers were BioWare. The publisher was Electronic Arts. Uh, And just to talk about the writers, the head writer was David Gator. And then you're going to hear some familiar names here for the writing team. Ferre Baudouin, Patrick Wiekes, Cheryl Chi, Jennifer Hepler, Mary Kirby, Lucas Christiansen, Tonya Laird, and Karen Wiekes. Oh, I, I heard mm-hmm. one name that sounded female. Uh, three, four, actually, on this four. one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Moving on up. I know. To mm-hmm. Ferelden. Five. Wait, no, five. No, the I three marches. Five. 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 Yeah. I love when they get ladies in the writer's room. Yeah. I, I do have to say, it. like, one of the things I like the most about Dragon Age 2 is I think the writing. Mm-hmm. In my in my personal experience, because it's, it's, it's good. I think a lot of the... Um, I think a lot of like the romance conversations are very romantical. <sighs> I think nuanced. nuanced. Yeah, I agree, like Sarah. nuanced. Yeah, because you, I, it, I'm real bad with nuance. Like if you're not whacking me upside the head with something that says Sarah, do this or Sarah, I am hitting on you. I don't get it. I'm not real good with social cues, um, and this definitely trips that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I will say. I have some issues with just like the mechanics of the basic story plot and some yes. of the bigger plot beats. Like I think it's not, it's just not it, my jam. Let's be yeah, real. This is Dragon Age 2 is much different from Dragon Age 1. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the dialogue this, is, I mean. Right. Yeah. Like the di- dialogue is great. Yeah. The form of the actual game is kind of like a three act thing. Yeah. Where and it takes go- place over like a fucking decade. And I just, right, it's too right. much. I think it's right. too much. It's just, there's, there's, I, I don't want to call them weird, but there's time skips that feel disjointed. And it's a bit frustrating because if you, A, haven't played through it before or B, don't know, mm-hmm. um, you will, you know, just don't know about it. You're going to miss key conversations with people Mm -hmm. uh whether you want to romance them or just be their friend like you're gonna miss key conversations if you're not constantly going back to home base talking to everybody going back to home base talking to everybody talking Mm -hmm. to everybody again in case you Mm -hmm. get a different dialogue option and it's it feels a little um a little difficult for people who are very completionist about things like Mm -hmm. me like i don't like missing beats in relationships Mm -hmm. whether it's like a friendship or otherwise I don't like missing those beats when I'm playing a character. So that's that's a little bit frustrating about uh, DA2. But I overall, it's one of my favorites. Mainly mm-hmm. because the character that you get to play, Hawk, male or female. Can be a smartass! Yeah. Oh, super <laughs> Hawk is definitely a smartass, and I do like that. <laughs> uh, it's like one of my favorites. Um, I, I'm like, can I be sarcastic? That's what I'm cho- going to choose. And it works really well with a lot of the other characters you interact with, which really makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta oh, say, was that oh. what you get a sibling right off the bat, mm-hmm. and a mom. I love. love. Yeah, you, like you have a family, you have a sibling. Mm-hmm. Um, and although the writers have used that in some ways, man, like it's some almost like they, style ways, they gave yeah. you something so they could twist the knife. That's basically uh, it. Yeah. it. <laughs> You, there are potentials to, I think you have a potential of losing both of your siblings. Mm-hmm. You have to make a choice between your siblings right away, which mm-hmm. for me, it wasn't a choice. I chose my sister. <laughs> I mean, because technically, um, it 
depends more on what class you choose, Mm -hmm. not necessarily a choice that you make directly. You may be right. That's like the one thing. um, If you choose a mage, your sister dies. Mm -hmm. But if you choose any other one, your sister lives because your Mm -hmm. sister is a mage. Right. Okay. So it depends on your class choice right at the beginning. (laughs) Yeah, you you have yeah. yeah. Okay, that's right. I knew there was yeah. I knew then there was a choice. Other stuff. There was a choice later, and I I remember. Yeah, I just know like I I remember. Actually, I don't remember properly. Whoa! Oh God! Everything's blowing up. Why? That's <laughs> who's the asshole? Didn't have that on silent. Uh, that was me. <laughs> uh, I remember being. Nope, forgot it. <laughs> Got distracted. Um, I do want to just mention. I think. My biggest hang up outside of the taking place over a whole decade where they skip a bunch of life stuff that is just really obnoxious to me and I hate it. Um, My other biggest criticism of this game is that there are not a lot of locations for you to exist within the world. Like everything takes place in the same four locations and it is daunting and tedious like I remember playing this game for the first time and just having to be like I really don't feel like playing right now because I'm gonna make the same five quests in a row and yeah it's it's a little I agree with you and I disagree with you because I I feel the same way about it but I'm also like yeah but they change each time so they're different so I yeah one of the things with Dragon Age 2 is they had a very, like, crunchy, crunchy, crunchy time crunch for mm-hmm. creating DA2. I think uh, they it announced it July of 2010 and came out in March of 2011. So Crazy, crazy. I did not know that. I, I'm, I'm assuming yeah. they were working on it longer than they had announced. But, like, usually after they announce, it's years, right? Like... They had uh, started working on this game the same time as the Dragon Age Origins DLC Awakening. So they were kind of double teaming on that while trying to create Dragon Age 2. Mm. And like, not only did they have such a time crunch, they also were changing game engines and gameplay mechanics because it went from more of a turn-based uh, fighting combat style in Dragon Age Origins to their more combat focused. Um, still, you had the attack times and everything, but it was more loosey goosey. You actually had to do the attacks. Right. Um, right. So oh. it was one of the things when I initially played DA2 the first time, I was not a fan of the new combat style because I loved the combat style in Dragon Age Origins so much. <laughs> But I'm nodding at Jordan. I'm nodding vehemently. (laughs) (laughs) I had I had more of a problem switching between Dragon Age and Mass Effect because you have different number of party members. And when I went when I got to Dragon Age, I was like, sweet, I get to have three more party members. And then I went back to like Mass Effect 2 or whatever the heck right away. Like, or there was right there was a small transition between them. I don't know. As far yeah. as I know, game, <laughs> yeah. one game, game to game to game. I, I don't know what release dates are. And <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> uh, when I only had two more party members, I was like, what? Do, I don't. How can I win now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, do we want to talk about the voice work for our Hawk characters? 
Yeah. Awesome. Um, so obviously, as per usual, uh, when you go into character creation, you can you choose male hawk or femme hawk. Uh, mm-hmm. Male hawk is voiced by Nicholas Bolton, who is um, an actor. So he was born in Gibraltar and then educated in Ireland and England. So nice, like all over the place. Um, but at the Guildhall School of Music and Drama in London, which is like fancy. Oh, that's um, super fancy. Yeah. But he's done quite a bit of work. Um, the things I recognized, he worked on Final Fantasy 14 mm-hmm. um, as, uh, where'd it go? Uh, Raban. Is that how that's pronounced? I don't know. Which one? He also <laughs> did some voices for Star Wars Battlefront 2. Um, Hellblade oh. Senua's Sacrifice, which y'all play that game. Oh, girl. Um, Let me tell you about the nightmares that I had because I accidentally played it right before bed. Uh, oh. Yeah, content warning on that for mental health. Um, yeah, I mean, that comes out. Oh, he's Druth. <laughs> he's Druth. Oh, oh yeah. I like this guy. Yep. This guy which is I would not I- know because I've never played Mailhawk. So sorry, bro. No, uh, well, I have played Mailhawk a couple times. I have you. I. Yeah, well, DA2 is the one where I've switched between male and female hawk the most, I feel like. Um, Not for any particular reason, but just because, like, the slightly different flavor. And Mm -hmm. I've replayed DA2 a lot. (laughs) And this is probably my most replayed Dragon Age game. Um, So I I probably... It's because it took so long for Dragon Age Inquisition to come out. (laughs) But, yeah, the... uh, Oh, he also both did some them, voices for Inquisition, speaking of which. He did. Yes, he did. Um, both oh, of them did. do a very good job in this he game. He did though. some Mass Effect 3 stuff. Man. Yup. Yo, he's all over the place. Let's let's do stuff. Yeah. Let's um, he's also done some voices for Warhammer 40k. Oh my god, uh, he was in Fable 3. Yeah. Aww. So oh shit, Goldeneye 007. Whoa. Did some additional voices. Dude, he was in Heavenly Sword. <laughs> Oh, he's in an uh, episode of Doctor Who from 07. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. So, I yeah, it. I mean, aside from that, I really couldn't find out too much about him. Like, his bio, it looks like he's worked with the Royal Shakes Company, which is dope. Of course. Um, right. I mean, oh, of course. this guy! <laughs> yeah. I know yeah. who this actor is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but- I feel like... Yeah, I know who this guy is. Yeah. So that's Nicholas Bolton. <laughs> Um, for Femhawk, we have Joe Wyatt, um, who is an English actress. Um, she's pretty well known for the Little Miss Sunshine um, thing, the Mr. Men Show voices. Um, I believe she also played Siri in Witcher 3. She did. So that's super dope. Y'all know I love the Witcher, so. I mean, yeah, yeah, like, for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's in the Octonauts. Oh. Hell yeah. Yeah. I love people who are in kids' shows. Um, she was in Star Wars The Old Republic, also, uh, nice. as just some side characters, but still super cool. Um, yeah. <gasps> Professor Layton in Azrin Legacy. I love that game. I don't know that game. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, There's so many puzzles. It's so super cool. Yeah. I like these people. These people can stay. I mean, I mean, they're gonna obviously like stay no matter what. But 
But yeah, I mean, I, I have to agree. I think I loved both of their work in this game. Like, obviously, I've watched some clips of Male Hawk, even if I haven't played as Male Hawk, just because right. I don't. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think they both did phenomenal jobs with, with the work. Um, and again, I think that was aided by the fact that this game just had better dialogue. <laughs> mm, yeah. Talking about dialogue, uh, DA2 also had an amazing mechanic within their work where depending on your dialogue choices, um, in DA2, they introduced a more refined dialogue wheel where it gave you better Mm -hmm. hints and intuitive uh, icons to tell you what kind of feel you're going with with your choices instead of just being like, an innocuous phrase and then that person murdering somebody oh, um, <laughs> big fan of the new system <laughs> me yeah, too it's um, agreed 100 within the dialogue that these pcs did in dragon age 2 they actually also did different takes on uh different lines flavor wise so each hawk had a helpful like nice hawk a charming uh funny hawk and an aggressive sort of uh cruel hawk so there were three different flavors that you could build up as your character and you you could get smarmy bitch in there too like that yeah And one of my favorite things about DA2 is it actually affects your dialogue overall in time to yes. where your normal like cutscene discussion gets their voice flavored that way until you like click on more of a different type of branch in order for it to sort of shift how your character talks. Mm -hmm. So I always thought that was very fascinating and it seemed like a lot of fucking work um, on behalf of our awesome voice actors (laughs) for this game. Yeah, like it's, uh, you know what? Is it just me or does the um, like standard male hawk kind of look like Tony? What? He kind of looks like Tony. Okay, I mean, I guess you're looking at the hair. It's, it's the a mostly yeah, it's mostly hair. It's yeah. Hair. But like it's kind of Tony-ish. <laughs> I mean, they got uh, the like same color hair and there's like a beard thing. For those okay. who may not know who we're talking about, it's our uh, fellow cast member on the Theater of the Mind Players, our actual play RPG show. And today is the day that Jordan realized Sarah has face blindness. <laughs> <laughs> that is probably 100% correct. I just I want to see characteristics. I'm like, you, you have a face. You with That's the eyes. Thing. You with the eyes, yeah. It's like what? <laughs> You over there with the teeth. Oh. <laughs> You know, this is going to be a deep, this is going to be a deep internet take, but there is a Tumblr meme that I follow because it's ridiculous. That is, this character looks like Griffin McElroy and it's any brown hair character with glasses and they post a picture of that character and it's like, so-and-so looks like Griffin McElroy. Oh no, I currently look like Griffin McElroy. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) With your hair up, it would totally make you look like a (laughs) macro. There we go. 
exactly. We should, um, Sarah, we exactly. should send Griffin McElroy a picture and be like, what up? We look like you now. <laughs> what up? We look like you. <laughs> uh, oh anyhow, if you're listening, Griffin McElroy, we love you. Oh. Um, I don't know who you are. I know <gasps> you're a McElroy okay, well, and that's about that it. That is true. Jordan, no, I love you. <laughs> right. I mean, like, I don't think you're bad, but. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Just unfamiliar. Not but we can't. We can decide love on behalf of Sarah without right. Sarah's fair enough. That's fair. Fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it, I do not hate you. There we go. <laughs> <sighs> so I'm neutral um, about your existence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so to give you more. Oops, sorry. I was. I think I might have been behind your guys's audio. <laughs> you're right though that we should move on <laughs> okay yeah, move on from me not knowing what people look like <laughs> so um i wanted to kind of go over as well just because i love this mechanic so much i detailed all about it in my notes so sorry everybody at home um the new dialogue wheel for da2 um is very specific and once you get used to the game it becomes very intuitive and you can click on your answers a little bit faster especially if you're going for kind of that feel with your character they have a green and light blue highlight on dialogue for diplomatic or helpful answers mm-hmm. uh diplomatic being a branch icon with helpful being a wing and halo icon uh The more humorous and charming answers were always blue, which is why you will hear so many people going, I'm Purple Hawk, because (laughs) that's how they assign colors uh, for their choices. And the uh, theater mask is for jokey, humorous answers. And the jewel icon is for your charming answers. And then you get aggressive and direct red highlight hawk, where uh, gavel is a very direct statement. And uh, Crossed Blades is a uh, combat alert. So that's when you just cut off the discussion you're having with that person and attack them. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the icons uh, for this go much deeper. There's a whole bunch, especially as you level up certain skills, you'll get specific icons like uh, you're able to get more information in this section. Uh, a companion that you have in your party right now has uh, either a vested interest or information that would help in this discussion so you can talk to your companion and include them for that information or assistance it it they have a lot and i cannot even describe how much i love this entire <laughs> dialogue thing i think yeah it's super easy yeah i think i don't have to think about a lot and it's great but it also exactly. allows just much more customization I so much. which i really wish they did it a little bit more <laughs> yeah well, and it just allows for so much more customization of character relationships in general. Like, you could be mm-hmm. snarky to that person, but really nice to this person. And that actually does, like, affect things, which is super cool. And exactly what we really are looking for more of. Yes. <laughs> yes. Bioware. I especially agree that, like, once you level up skills, too, and get, like, specific special markers, it makes it feel like oh this is so awesome hurry and let me like click this special thing that my character is now good at so that we can have that and they had a little bit of that in inquisition based off of your character background um like if you're dalish you would get like a little dalish marker if you were a mage etc um but they don't have it as in-depth as they had it in this game and 
man, I like this dialogue thing was probably why I have replayed <laughs> DA2 <laughs> so often. Uh, I just have so many hangups with like the basic story markers and the the three act 10 year structure thing. I don't know why that bothers me so much. It, I feel like it makes me feel disconnected from so many of the characters and from Hawk in general, because like you skip giant chunks of their life and then you're expected to come back in and they give you like this tiny little, like, you know, Varric popping in and telling Cassandra the tale and being like, oh yeah, so some shit happened. And then, you know, years later, Hawk. And you're like, I actually wasn't too bothered. Oh, it drove me insane. I liked it because I I have no attention to (laughs) spend. So I was like, okay, I done thought with this that it was part of the life. Too. Next. <laughs> done with this part of the life. Next. <laughs> I also didn't have too much of a problem with that. I thought it was a good way to like realistically expand what they were trying to do with the story and um, also kind of space out the world, right? Because you just came from this giant campaign in Ferelden, uh, this war campaign against the Blight. And your character starts out as a refugee and then has to, in the story, work their way up from a refugee status doing, like, oh my God. odd jobs for smugglers, etc. Y'all, yeah. this is a metaphor for being an immigrant in America. I don't think it's accurate. No. Because they would <laughs> have like, a much, much harder time like, okay, getting I mean, like, to it, where they uh, get. I mean, I'm not saying like it's an accurate metaphor. Okay. But like, I think it's just a general. Damn, I think it's good. I appreciate the political <laughs> implication that I think it it glorifies immigrants a little bit, and it it like it shows you some of the political machinations around that. But I think they play it too light. It's very like. Ah, uh, yes. If you work real hard, you'll work your way up. You're going to be a noble oh, someday. Yeah. Pew, pew, pew. Also, ah. technically, the reason they went to Kirkwall is because uh, Hawk's mother had family there that were nobility. So they thought they were going to go to Kirkwall and get welcomed in with open arms by their yeah. noble family, only to find out that your uncle pissed away the entire fortune. Yeah, your so you're uncle <laughs> is super drunk asshole. He's not even like a yeah. nice drunk. He's like, why are you fucking bothering me? I'm doing everything for you. Like, fuck off. Yeah, he's like, this guy just a dick fucker. In and- addition. Sorry. Oh, I, I get I get wild about the fucking <laughs> uncle character. I'm just like, no, it's not how you fucking treat family who pisses away. Why are you still mad at your parents that are dead? Jesus. In addition, oh. the only reason they're able to get out of Ferelden is because Hawk makes a magic deal with Flemeth. Like, it's just so <laughs> unrealistic for, like, the struggles of... Um, the Asha Belinar. <laughs> I love her. Who is hot, hot, hot in this game? Dude. Janeway, so man. Janeway. <laughs> like, so I do agree. I do want to say it's weird that they go from old lady Flemeth in like a hut with like straw hair sticking up everywhere yep. to super hot, like bodysuit having horns Flemeth in. Ooh, she got uh, magical powers. Yeah. I guess I, I just, was just like, Lemeth like, <laughs> doesn't care about the male gaze. So why are we suddenly super male gazy? 
Well, okay. Uh, the the all right. So I got opinions. <laughs> yeah. And I think oh, I keep like minimizing things in my computer accidentally. I've like I totally forgotten how to use Zoom in like the two months that I haven't used it. <laughs> okay, it's been like a week, but whatever. Um, I I don't find her outfit to be very male gazy. Tight, yes. But I don't know if I'd say it's male gazy. I'm looking. You know it up what again probably right makes me think that I'm looking it up too. So. Why I probably think that is because DA2 in particular, we were talking about this a little bit uh, pre-stream, but DA2 exacerbates the women in video games issue where they sexify every single woman in a video game to have like the sexy body type, the skin type, suit, like all of that kind of stuff. So you go from a normal older woman in... DA Origins over to DA2 where she's like immediately like in a tight mage like I don't even remember what it is like black I just pulled it up it's brown leather like so they kind of left her face a little older looking but they gave her the body of like a 19 year old like like with that plungy neckline and the super skinny waist with the little hourglass like it just is not I mean, oh, I hear it's not you. how Plymouth was gonna, in Dragon Age Origins. Yeah, like they, I'm going to give male designers a tip. If a woman's face has wrinkles on it, she probably also has wrinkles on her decolletage. <laughs> that means your cleavage. Shit. Yeah. So tip it's wrinkles everywhere. band name, I call it. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't, I, I don't think it's very male gazy that's just me and that and that might be my standard of dude most of her skin's covered her up she can't be that male gazy because i automatically assume you have to be like naked to be male gazy which you like I, isabella or morgan or <laughs> right like i always think it's like less clothes equals male gazy um I would like to argue on Isabella, though, because I think she does it so that she can use it. But who wrote her, though? Uh, I mean, there are five lady writers on this one. Although but was- she was introduced okay, in Origins. No, you're right. Okay. So- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I will always maintain uh, the, but she's her own woman. She can make choices when it's a fictional character. I'm like, let's let's see who wrote those choices yep. Yep. and designed the outfit around those choices because that's all well and good for real life people, but not necessarily for fictional people. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, retract my argument on Isabella. <laughs> I mean, Isabella is pretty awesome. I, I like. Her. I fucking love Isabella. Should we go think, over the characters? Yeah. By the way, yeah. Um, do I we think... want to mention their voice actors too? Quick. Uh, should we yeah. do that when we go through the characters? When I mean, we, we can at least them. mention the names. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, so for starters, almost every character in here has technically two voice actors because most of them appeared in um, Origins or Inquisition and had a separate voice actor for those. Right, right. Um, oh, I think... So I'll mention the Origins voice actors here, but maybe not necessarily on their character episodes because we're mostly going to be talking about character from DA2. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Oh, uh, yeah, like uh, Anders. Yep. <laughs> 
So um, just starting off, Sebastian Vale, he's a DLC only romance, and he is the only romance that is locked based on gender. Uh, he is romanceable by Femhawk only. Um, and the voice actor there is Alec Newman. I don't know if we'll do a whole episode on him because he's DLC only. I'll leave um, it up to y'all. We'll discuss that. Yeah. Yeah. I am so unfamiliar with him. I didn't even know he existed until like a couple of years ago. And I was like, oh, yeah, DLCs are a thing. Because <laughs> usually I'm like, our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure yeah. It out. Yeah. Because generally I've come to the conclusion that EA can go fuck themselves. Yeah. So I'm like, I'll play the. I'll play the Bioware game, but right. they can you know suck my non-existent dick if they think I'm going to have the fucking DLC. You know what <laughs> was so funny? Um, I knew immediately when the DLC came out because I was obsessed with Dragon Age 2. But I, I looked into this good. one and I was like, okay, so it's a Chantry brother who's a noble who you can't even fuck. No. I'm not spending <laughs> money on that. <laughs> like none of us actually played through and maybe we won't talk about it but we'll see yeah, I mean, who yeah. knows? Who knows? I, think it's, I think it's good my completionist heart would be happy to discuss it just okay. so that we cover everybody but yeah okay. <laughs> well we'll talk off stream <laughs> but the rest of the romance options are bi optional um so anders in awakening was voiced by greg ellis who we will ignore the existence of um oh and yeah then it, are we yeah oh he's the mm-hmm did the thing uh-huh oh yeah we don't like him yeah um and then adam howden played him in da2 uh fenris only appears in da2 or only as one voice actor My heart fenris. Yeah. um and his voice actor's and name is anders <laughs> anders um gideon emery and then Isabella in Origins, she was voiced by, and I'm going to apologize, I've heard this pronounced both ways, so I'm going to say Mika or Micah Simmons. Um, and then in DA2 and Inquisition, she was voiced by Victoria Kruger. And then Meryl, uh, in her appearance in Origins, was voiced by Aaron Matthews, and in DA2 by Eve Miles. Hold up, what? She was in, what? She was in Origins? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she. If you're a Dalish elf, she is mm-hmm. in your. Uh, she's Caravan? in your clan group. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Dang. Yep. Yeah, she's your clan. She's in your origin story. Oh, you know, I, I played a dwarf and I played a human, but uh-huh. I don't think I played an elf. Yeah, I was like, I, I don't need pointy. Yeah. I was in my anti-elf phase. When yeah. I was playing Dragon Age Origins, <laughs> I was like, everybody expects me to be a freaking elf. I'm not going to be an elf. Say God. <laughs> the Dalish uh, origin was rough. So that's fair. Really that's why, yeah, also that's the city elf origin. Wow. Oh, all of the no, wait, I, Let's just be fair. I did do city elf. I take it back. I took, the I did city, the city elf, elf origin was like awful. Arranged marriage, murder. Yeah, like, it was like implication rape. rape yep <laughs> yeah it was just awful yep yep, yep. god <laughs> oh, traumatizing man. if you think about it yeah i mean it's sorry kind of... tawny we we derailed you <laughs> um no i all mean right, that was characters it. those were okay. all that those were all the voice actors <laughs> awesome oh, i love Fantastic. me some anders do we want to go through the friend zone mm. the people you can't romance but are still there in our hearts. I think we definitely need to. 100. Yes. We are friends with an asterisk. 
Can I just yell at the top of my lungs, Varric? Yes. Yes. (laughs) All right. Like, Varric's my boy. And I feel even more than ever in DA2, he's that guy I knew in college who we'd get real drunk and high with each other and then, like, fuck randomly. And then we were, like, cool and still buddies, like, later. Like, we'd still just, like, go out for pizza or, like, we'd work with each other or something like that. Like... (laughs) <laughs> it makes it even more that tragic that he's as un- unromanceable non-romanceable as it can get right. for those and of like- you at home Varric is a surface dwarf uh, who you meet yeah. in Kirkwall who is a member of the Merchants Guild and basically throughout the Dragon Age 2 storyline Hawk's best friend as yeah. far as it goes like legit um, best friend like yeah. super best friend like if you make a certain you make a certain choice, and I think it's Inquisition. He will fucking hate you. <laughs> like, there's a choice. He's upset. Yeah. There's he yeah. Can, he's upset. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it's. Mm, I reloaded that game. <laughs> it's like, no, I cannot well, take this. I mean, it involves his brother, so right. Like, oh god, Come his on. brother's such an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and I think um, besides Anders in the DLC Awakening DLC, DLC Awakening DLC, um, <laughs> he is your only uh, character that is in multiple parties across different games. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes it even more tragic that you still can't fucking romance him. Uh, I know. But- like... It's like I don't want to like romance him. I just want to like have sex with him a couple times and like be totally cool. Because and that's the thing we all know he ain't doing nothing with Bianca because all right, yeah, because Bianca, you know, she is already fucking married, right? Yeah. So oh god, that's right. Give it up. Come on, quit jacking it off your bow and jack it off to me. (laughs) I'm sorry. That was a little awkward to say out loud. <laughs> Sorry, Brad. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do want to toss some love here for Cullen. I think that would have been an interesting choice. Um, I know he's not like a huge character, but he recurs a bunch in this game. He, yeah, he, yeah. I mean, he's in, he's in, because uh, he's like the Lieutenant Knight Commander or something. Like, uh, Knight Lieutenant Junior- yet? Junior Woodchuck. He's not the knight commander um, yet. Yeah, he's, he's not the knight, but he's like a lieutenant. He's the Templar under the knight commander. So he's mm. uh, one of the Templars uh, at the Kirkworld Circle that you frequently interact with throughout the game as you sort of get played around with the Templars and the mages in the very yes. difficult climate for uh Templar mage relations in the Kirkwall city. <laughs> um, I I did think, you know, I love me some Colin, uh, especially as a cool reoccurring character throughout the series. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a prick in this game due to he trauma is. from D- Dragon Age Origins, where he was tortured <laughs> in yeah. the Peralton Circle. Oh, yeah, he's um, the night captain. Yeah, that's right. Okay, night But captain. we get the option to romance some dickish characters in other games. So, like, it oh, wouldn't be, I don't know. Like, well, you get to romance him in Dragon later. Age Inquisition. Yeah. After he's um, had some time to, like, heal, uh, <laughs> process and heal and, yeah. It's, well, and I, I think I, in Dragon Age Inquisition, you're still in helping terms him process of character arcs. 
Yeah. In terms of character arcs, Cullen got like completely fucked over by both ends of the spectrum, right? Like he had to deal with the uprising at the Ferelden circle where he was tortured. Mm -hmm. Uh, He he goes super traumatized. Yeah. He goes to Kirkwall where he sees exactly how bad Templars can get because Kirkwall is awful as hell (laughs) spoilers it doesn't go well no matter what you choose i think resleurium is involved the whole world is fucked like i think this game really exemplified that bioware like gray morality thing we're like no matter what choice you make it's gonna be shitty like there's not a good choice really I think there's one choice that is clearly better than the other because uh, anybody yeah. get murdered, but Iron I... Bowl is the better one. But oh, wrong game. Sorry, my bad. Freddie <laughs> Prince think, Jr., um... come on our podcast. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that uh, DA2, though, is where I started becoming frustrated with the Dragon Age. Um, templar mage war and how they were trying to gray morality it when truly the templars overstep almost every single time there's an issue Mm -hmm. um and completely fuck over the mages all the time and it's never shown like at the end of this game i don't want to like do a full plot reveal but at the end of this game they have the mages uh quote unquote going to that level where they're also doing something bad but is so clearly in self-defense that it's like you can't even argue that they're doing the bad thing like like, you're making you're making now um i I forget if we get this concept in origins where they make someone tranquil yes yes okay yeah yeah talk about it there and they make it sound like a fairly uncommon thing that happens if somebody goes nuts in their uh, harrowing, is it, right? Mm-hmm. It's harrowing? Mm-hmm. They make it sound like something fairly like, oh no, man, that's like execution. We just, not not an everyday you stole five bucks type of punishment. Mm-hmm. But they start making it that in this. Like, yeah. you talked against something, boom, tranquil. And I think one of the things that Bioware does so poorly and does so often is they try to turn things into gray morality by showing you like, see, this mage over here is a terrible person. And you're like, just because there are terrible people within that group doesn't mean they exemplify that group. Yeah. And then like the same thing with the the Templar. They'll show you like, ah, oh, this guy kind of sucks at his job, but I don't think you ever see anybody who's like blatantly awful Good but you see job. like the gold heart of gold templars you know like the alistairs and the cullens of the world that are like trying to do good before and, they get completely traumatized by the world and forced literally. to be addicted to drugs and yeah, i'm not and, okay with that and like so they try to create this gray morality but it's not it's poor in its execution very much so I think they they mentioned during Origins that they had a hard time making uh, the dangers that they had tried to create with the mages apparent because you can play a mage mm-hmm. and there is no way for them to to make you you dangerous like you're tr- controlling your character's actions so there's no way for them to have that 
like whisper in the back of your ear that they're saying that all mages deal with all the time, but they didn't compensate the actual plot or gameplay for the actual actual execution that they could do, which was a problem because then it turned it into this whole, uh, you know, both of these sides have good points. One mm. of them is trying to genocide the other side. Yeah. They don't both have same points here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is right. not the case. Like, yeah, yeah, no, genocide. It No, as soon as you bring out that word, genocide, or we just need to get rid of most of them. No, we know that. Do you know who mm-hmm. else thought that? 1940s Nazis. Germany. Let's Nazis. not do that again. Yeah. Y'all learned from it. Well, uh... most of us learned from it. People learned from it. <laughs> people learned from it is a good way of phrasing that yeah punch a nazi that's all i gotta say it's it's like i think especially because the options that these people have to face is eternal uh isolation and servitude in a place where they don't have freedom or to be uh basically lobotomized or murdered like, those are their only a, options there's a side quest actually it's one of the mainer quests that you have to do mainer mm-hmm. more main one of the more main quests that you have i to gotcha do. i gotcha I knew um you where they send you after a couple of escaped mages and you come across one of them that's just uh like an escaped kid and he's like 19 and he's like <gasps> been in a pub drinking because he's never been able to do that before and <gasps> at the end of like after you found him and you're like, my dude, you got to go back to the circle. You can either send him back to the circle or let him run away. Um, and if you send him back to the circle, uh, or you can kill him. Of yes. Course. There's always um, the option to kill someone in Dragon Age right. too. Um, uh, it's kind of fun if you save right beforehand, kill them, <laughs> and then uh, go back and don't kill right. them. Um, but of <laughs> course, it might be you, a little weird. <laughs> if you tell him to go back to the circle... He'll be like, please, 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 I have arranged to lose my virginity tonight. Can you please just let me, like, do that? And that is just so, like, you got to be fucking kidding me. The circle is so sad that this poor 19-year-old kid has not been able to, like, live a little bit of his life a little bit. And, you know, not to say that you have to have your virginity gone by the time you're 19. No, of course. Not everybody's ready for that. That's fine. Ain't no no shame in it. But, like... Um, if that's an urge that he has and like the circle yeah. is tamping all of his entire personality down to the point where right. he just doesn't. Like, and I, I, I do have to say one kind of positive thing towards the whole like tw- tranquil idea as someone who has depression and anxiety and ADHD and uh, it's a list. Anyway, <laughs> the, the idea of, being just like calm all the time seems kind of cool for like five seconds before it wasn't your choice and yes it's used to control you (laughs) yeah (laughs) then it's like oh no 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 you read the second line and you're like oh no it's not even fine print it's like you read the byline and you're like oh no 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 yeah no it it just seems so like and if you like remember from Dragon Age Origins, uh, even within uh, quote unquote nice circles like Ferelden, if you have a kid, they take your kid away. Like you have no freedoms, yeah. no freedoms yeah. at all. And if you're like of the nobility, you lose your status instantly. Like all of that. It's all j- like, yeah. Let's it's go just- burn the Templars. Yeah. Exactly. Why I never (laughs) 
think the Templars have a leg to stand on. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't either. Like I, yeah, it's just there's there's a different. Yeah, I think Dragon Age is like Bioware's biggest downfall with this whole gray morality thing because they tried to set up this juxtaposition and it doesn't work because, like, unless you're playing to play that side and just like completionist and say that you did the Templar side, like. There's no real good reason to side with the Templars in any, like, it just, it's, it's a bad opinion to have. Yeah, like, (laughs) Like, it's, it's a, I'm not generally one to mm -hmm. say, like, people's opinions are objectively incorrect, but the Templar opinions are objectively incorrect. (laughs) Like, yeah, (laughs) like, you're you're doing it wrong, yo. There's um, especially I think like overall in Dragon Age, they kind of went in a certain way in Origins and then could not build onto it in newer games because then they also tried to go back and make elves seem like they weren't as oppressed as they actually are. <laughs> That's that, another one in this game that you see too. That erasure. You have to deal with the Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, we have a little bit of lag between us and Jordan because (laughs) internet stuff. So um, for podcast listeners, if it sounds like we're interrupting her, we feel bad. But like it's the we have some lag going on with our internet. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, That absolute erasure of the quote unquote elf problem is disgusting. Like especially Mm -hmm. if you started as a Dalish elf with your hero of Ferelden. like and you saw what it was like in the or a uh, city elf, sorry, and you the saw alienage. what it was like in the alienage. Like shit, dude, you don't get out of the alienage without. Yeah, uh, hmm. yeah, you don't, bad you things. Don't it's Real it's bad things. It's really ugh. And they did. It, uh, the just, one ugh. thing I liked in Dragon Age Two was they did make a little bit of conflict between the. Uh, city elves in the alienage and the Dalish elves who are the freer, quote unquote, freer elves outside that live in clans, which I thought was realistic Mm -hmm. in terms of groups misunderstanding each other, even though they have like a common issue in the world, they obviously have very different life experience. So I thought that was interesting and worth it and well done. But then they kind of tried to do that whole, oh, but you know, they're actually a problem. And that's why. No, my guy. No, that is not how oppression works. Like you can, there was no nuance that they really did in these scenarios to justify this gray morality that they were trying to. Here's a crazy idea for an RPG. Everybody's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the conflict, though? What happens with the, the oh, storyline in conflict? Oh, I mean, how would you do that? You're like, well, I would like to give them the same gift. Can we give it together? But it <laughs> wouldn't be enough to be a gift from two. Oh, no. How do we make it a gift for two? It sounds like you want to play uh, Dinosaur Princess. Um, yes. <laughs> or really- Animal Crossing. Okay. Or Stardew Valley. <laughs> Uh, I actually just bought a Steam game called Cat Tales. That's basically Stardew Valley if you were cat. Nice. That sounds great. I'm, I'm really um, excited to start playing it. <laughs> uh, 
but dogs. Oh, I'd be I'd be like, sorry, guys, I, I, I'm not doing anything for the next two weeks. I can't do anything. Um, and going slightly back, not to conflate these, but it's so very clear that they did not reach out to any like First Nations groups to be like, because clearly that's what the metaphor is here with the Dalish elves. Um, like it's very obvious, and they just didn't. They don't. It's like they needed to reach out and be like, we would like to hire a consultant who will read yes. over our shit and be like, hey. Okay, yeah. That's or like racist. Even, like, even you know, the Roma people. Like, yes. let's talk about yeah. vastly let's talk oppressed about the, people. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about the Romani. Like, yes. the reals. Like, there are Honestly, so many yeah. people have a similar... Okay, there are, so, there are people who have a similar background to what they're trying to project the Dalish as that they have no excuse for not consulting someone with a similar background that they try to make the Dalish. Like, I just, it's, it's especially by 2011. Yeah. Like, Like, come on. And to be fair, there have been a lot of strides in the, um, the consequences and pushbacks that creators make when they aren't included. And they don't take things into mind. So I think like today's 2021 uh, culture and environment is a lot more, it gives us a lot more leverage to go, did you even like fucking think about this before you did it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That wasn't there 10 years ago. But I think it's good to still look at it from that lens to say, you didn't even try, even though you're trying to make yourself like morally superior here with the nature of your game (laughs) and here's what you can do next time (laughs) right right like it it's okay to look back at something recognize it's problematic and still enjoy it i think that is completely okay i agree agreed there there are artists you know musical artists that i'm like i like them a lot yeah they're a problem which is why i don't like it's why i don't love them I like them a lot. So you just got to like. And like validly, if you personally cannot listen or watch something or like play with something anymore because of how you now view it, that's totally fair. But also even like in today's media, there's stuff that gets put on air and I'm like, are you really for real right now? (laughs) How did this get past everyone? Yeah, yeah, there is a lot. There's a lot of um, talking about like the 2011 era uh, Game of Thrones. Uh. It was like, oh, you're doing. Oh, okay. Oh, um, maybe. Oh, you did that instead. Game of Thrones oh. back in 2011. Yeah, that's when it started. Because that's when he released his last book. Holy shit! Yeah. Oh my god, I feel really. Old oh, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry, Tony. I didn't make it. It just feels like that was like four years ago. I, I don't know, know, right? It doesn't feel yeah. that long ago. It oh doesn't. Well, it it I think it doesn't feel as long because a lot of the actors and actresses have been able to come out now and say things about what it was like shooting. I mean, so I frankly, that- I also just never watched Game of Thrones. I was reading the books and I was like, I'll watch it maybe when all the books are done. And now that I know <laughs> about all of the shenanigans, yeah, I mean, the books will never be done. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. am I going to complain about it not being done? Oh, sure. Will right. I still read it when it comes out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I feel like I'd have to reread all of them, and there's a lot. 
Uh, <laughs> I have them all in audiobooks, so. Uh, yeah. Um, Back to Dragon Age. I do, do also want to. Go ahead, Tani. Okay. I was going to toss someone else on the friend zone pile. Oh, who? Aveline. Oh, yeah! I was actually going to get us back on that track. So perfect. <laughs> Aveline, Aveline yes. is so I, lovely. So Aveline, uh, for those of you guys at home, is our guard captain friend that works in the city guard of Kirkwall. Uh, she actually comes to Kirkwall with you as a refugee, um, but in a more uh, paragon uh, lawful fashion, uh, gets in legally and starts working for the city guard. <laughs> mom friend. She's definitely mom friend. But also like, like OG bestie. Like you meet Farrick and oh. he becomes bestie, but like OG bestie. Yeah, like OG yeah. bestie. Mm-hmm. Totally, yeah. totally with Aveline. Like Aveline is the Aveline is the friend that I would cuddle with during movies all the time. I, I feel like that would be mm-hmm. like, you don't need to have sex with her. I just want to cuddle with her because she's so adorable. But she could. I thought, like, with Aveline, weren't you there when her husband died? Uh, Yeah. You have the option to be the one that kills him. Yeah. Which I take all the time. Because you're putting him out of his misery, to be fair. And you're keeping her from having to do it. Which is so much more traumatic. I mean, like, if it were Brad, I would probably want to stab him myself, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's like no my brad i'm gonna tell him that <laughs> i okay. i just always thought that aveline you had more of a direct like understanding connection with because yeah. during the flight from kirkwall uh to kirkwall her husband dies and yeah. one of you your siblings dies yeah so Maybe. it's one of those things where you have that feeling you know it's it's a very tough um it's a very tough thing that like nobody else really understands within your companion group right right except for your sibling <laughs> yeah exactly like it's i really like aveline's character a lot and i feel like as much as i'll be like yeah i'm super tough i would totally be a rogue i'm like nah i'd be more like aveline like well, i'd be like the one in the guard that makes sure nobody's being crooked and like not know how to flirt with somebody and just like <laughs> and frankly the first time I played through like I don't know that I looked up the romance options and I was slightly confused that I couldn't romance Aveline I was like because you could flirt a little with her. heart option right yeah, you can yeah. flirt you get it it's for just... a minute but then it doesn't go any further than she like, shoots you the fuck down yeah. <laughs> she does but in a really sweet manner like she's just like no i, ca- I can't like no it's really sweet of you no i do like that the only two companions yeah <laughs> i do really like that the only two companions that we can't romance are both in our friend zone list <laughs> yeah. it's like no uh, I mean, look, if you're going to build that, like, special bond of, like, I got your back, you got mine, like, might as well fuck while you're at it. Right. Yeah. Like, I feel like, <laughs> like, if you're not fucking a friend, who are you fucking? Like, right. I, was that accidentally brilliant? Yeah. Wow. It was. Go me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I would say, uh, in terms of romances for dragon age 2 one of the tragedies is that there are 
no kunari or dwarves that you can romance yeah. never with the dwarves never Just with never. The dwarves. like what do you got against the dwarves bioware <sighs> yeah if they, if they i will be severely upset i might even write a strongly worded email yeah if there's no dwarf they're saying it will four. be in da4 they're there saying better be, be. Like they already came Fucking, out. They were like, All right, there right, better right. be. I know. There I know. better be. But they were like, we heard you, okay? Oh my we god. You. So they, they like fucking have. fingers crossed, right? It better like. be two dwarfs. <laughs> yes. There better be variety. <laughs> At the same time. Variety. <laughs> Only if we get another Cunari because Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> I, at the same time. In the in the art so far, it looks like you have a female Kunari companion. If you cannot romance her, I will riot. I will riot. I am there with you, man. I will throw some hands. <laughs> They're gonna catch these hands. Yeah, oh yeah, or whatever. I don't know. I don't it, know. Either one people. works, yeah. Oh, I do. <laughs> I know you do. I don't. <laughs> Why it's okay. I got you. you. I got you. Good. This is. Thank you. I'm glad you are on my side. I don't oh. ever want to make you angry. If I do, I'm sorry. Hug it out. I don't want. I don't want you to hurt me. I got you. Thank you. Uh, is there and, anyone else for our friend zone? Oh, go ahead, Jordan. I did want to do. Uh, <laughs> I did want to do a final mention uh, for the folks who you have romanced or can romance later just to make sure we appreciate that they're here in this game and we are locked from having any relations with them except for Isabella because you can screw her in Dragon Age Origins and then do it again here. (laughs) You can only do it in Origins as a threesome with... uh, You can do a foursome in Origins. That's right. If Yeah, it's real hard to get. Yeah, Um, you gotta gotta do all the right moves. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I will I will say one as far as like recurring characters, I'm very glad that they brought back Sandal and his father, um oh god, what's his uh, name? Uh, it starts Bowden. Bowden. Bowden and Sandal. Bowden and Sandal. Why Enchantment? Enchantment. Like, oh I was so I upset when he was even... not in Inquisition. <laughs> oh, right? <laughs> like, what the yeah. shit was that about? But I get it. I was yeah. I was so he's Sandal is so lovely in this game and so is Bowden like you get you actually get a really sweet backstory with these two and you find out that Sandal was actually adopted mm-hmm. and Bowden just like mm-hmm. it's fucking heartwarming man mm-hmm. like, I love it it's so good and it's even like a bit of a lore thing too because they introduce some cool concepts with Sandal yeah. in his being able to work with lyrium and magic at such a level yeah. that it's unusual for a dwarf so Very it was so. super awesome because you can't you can't but, be a dwarf um, mage our folks <laughs> <laughs> correct yeah which would be cool um so our folks uh that have gone through multiple games with us uh i'm going to start off with my one of my faves zevrin shows up in da2 mm-hmm. um uh, running from the crows and depending you know on how origins went his dialogue changes <laughs> which oh, my boy cool. zev i love him he's adorable <laughs> uh sandal obviously as mentioned by 
Sarah, uh, Sandal and Bodan. Uh, Isabella returns as a romanceable person finally in this game. Um, And then you get to get introduced to Cassandra, who's a super hard ass in DA2. She Um, is such a beehive in like the best way. (laughs) <laughs> and then you get to romance her in Inquisition. It's like, hell yes. You're like, girl, can you throw me to chair like you did with Varric? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and even Liliana. Liliana shows up in yes. uh, Dragon Two. Age 2. Yeah. And Alistair shows up, depending on your choices. You have a lot mm-hmm. of recurring characters that yeah, pop in. I really like that, too. Like, it's yeah. so super. I, I enjoy consistency. Mm-hmm. It is nice, especially since you don't have a main character that is a through line like you do yeah. with, you know, Mass Effect and uh, at least through three. Like it, mm-hmm. you lose a little bit of something, I think, with the Dragon Age because you go through three different main characters. So you lose a little bit of that connection with all of these other side characters that do recur. Right. But you gain the ability to like reinvent yourself. While yeah, still hearing about, yeah, while still still hearing about the other things that you've done, which I yeah. think is a really cool mechanic, and they do such a great job of that. This is going into origins, so I'll stop. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's going to be harder the further we get into Dragon Age to not revisit every other game. <laughs> I also meant Inquisition. I was going to say Inquisition. That's so. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think that yes. I think we've kind of covered most of everybody. Like, there's really not. Yeah. Uh, too much anything crazy going on. Yeah. So our next episode, if we go in alphabetical uh, order. Oh. Uh, do we want to just list off the romance options and explain them a little bit and do our rankings? Oh, shit. I forgot about oh, our rankings. God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the people kind of know what we're talking about. Right. Um, I can kind of go over them real quick. I did like a little quick and dirty description of each of them. Uh First, we have uh, Anders, uh, who is a recurring character from the uh, Awakening DLC from Dragon Age Origins. Uh, He is a deserter Grey Warden mage and a former circle mage slash apostate. Um, If you have listened to our prior episodes regarding Dragon Age, you probably have a little bit of an idea of how his storyline is going to go based off of our Ah. apostate theories for (laughs) Dragon Age as a whole. Ah. Um, Yes, Uh, he he does more of the uh, sweeter uh, puppy dog type of romance where it's very like heartfelt and romantic and uh, as a heads up, technically, uh, all of these romance options have a dual romance uh, kind of individuality where you yes. can have a rivalry ma- romance or a loving, more sweet romance. Yeah. Depending on your interactions. So it's a little bit different for each of those. <laughs> but in general, Anders is one of the the characters that is very easy to romance because he's pretty much interested in your character from the get-go no matter what yeah. you do yeah, yeah um, he is. and he tells you and it's adorable yeah <laughs> you're just like it's, okay it's annoying when you're trying to romance other people but yes it, it is, is very easy. a distraction yes <laughs> um then we have fenris uh a he is hard oh 
yes he is he's very uh, oh, he's mm. a, <laughs> i didn't mean it that one but okay <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he is a fugitive to Vinter's slave, Elvin, um, who's more of the the warrior archetype in terms of companions. Why would you let these mages walk around? He's oh, not I a fan of Fenris. magic. Yeah, Fenris is great. I'm actually, my current playthrough of DA2 is looking at all the guides to try to romance Fenris because I just can't <laughs> get, get a beat on what I need to say to him. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> it is difficult it's difficult i'm really looking forward to his episode actually because i have a lot of thoughts <laughs> mm-hmm. as you are probably aware um <laughs> then we go into our secondary elvish character uh meryl who is a da- dalish elf blood mage oh, what, uh, about, what about isabella uh i was going oh i accidentally skipped her in alphabetical order okay, i'll get we'll there do- all right. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Meryl is another one of those very sweet, uh, innocent type of characters who moves from a Dalish clan into the alienage. So she um, is a lot of the center point for the Dalish and alienage interaction that you kind of get within the Dragon Age 2 game and has a very interesting um personality in conjunction with blood mage with which up until da2 has considered been considered like the evil mage yeah archetype. like forbidden magic mm-hmm. yeah so it does provide a different perspective on dalish magic and blood magic which is which is super interesting uh our only rogue character isabella <laughs> Our only rogue romance character, I should say, who is a human uh, former pirate captain who you run into. And she's more of the sexy devil may care, devil may care character um, who is kind of on the um, casual spectrum in she fulfills a little bit of Zevran's role in the last game where you don't know if she wants like a real relationship or if it's more of a casual type of thing that you're looking at, which is super great. And then finally, everybody's favorite romance, AKA the one we don't know anything about (laughs) Sebastian (laughs) Vale, who is a Chantry brother and a noble Royal Archer character. I couldn't tell you much except for uh, he's uh, abstinent. Apparently, <laughs> look, no. y'all, no one's playing Bioware games for abstinence. I mean, I actually wouldn't mind that. I just don't understand why it's an additional DLC character instead of built into the main game, because I would be fine with that. I am totally fine with like having a sweet like Ace Spectrum romance option. Yeah. But the conjunction with religion is awkward, and I don't like it, <laughs> personally. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't hate the idea of having, like, an ace character, but, like, as long as you go into it knowing that, and, yeah, I, I think you're right. It should not be connected to, like, a religious um, compulsion, because yeah. uh, it is awkward, and it is... With, like, a moral standpoint, right? Yeah. Going, well, I don't have sex because i think it's wrong mm-hmm. because i'm a chantry brother it's like then 
why would you do that as a character? Because that doesn't seem like it's their choice. It just seems like abstinence as part of their religious acknowledgement, which is Mm kind of weird. But uh, I mean, to be fair, that's completely fine if it's your own personal choice. But introducing that as an additional romance option was just odd. (laughs) Especially as like a highly you know, anticipated DLC where people were like, oh, dope, a DLC. And then. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Yeah. So what are you guys thinking for uh, rankings on your DH? Anders is my guy. Anders is my guy. I, uh, see, this is hard for me (laughs) because I love Anders and I've probably romanced Anders at least twice. And I like his evolution i really want to finish the romance with fenris but i really love meryl (laughs) (laughs) meryl Meryl reminds me of how oblivious i can be sometimes be like oh that's not what you meant by that oh i'm so sorry like it's just so you you just want to take her little cheeks and like squish them together and be like you are the most adorable little magical cinnamon roll ever (laughs) so i have conflicting opinions really (laughs) i totally get that sarah (laughs) i um just want to make your ears like stand up or be floppy that's maybe a little elfist i don't know but (laughs) 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 i'm gonna stop talking though Oh my gosh. You know what's so funny about that, Sarah? Because Fenris is my number one ranked DA romance, and then uh-huh. uh, Meryl is my second, and they're both elves, but they're completely opposite in personality. Oh my god, yes! Like, Fenris knows yes. everything. Well, and he's just kind of a dick about it sometimes, and I don't like that. Yeah, he can be a little patronizing. Yeah. N- about knowing what everything everything Fenris? everything yeah yeah because I, I think mean, they I think they uh do they uh I always thought I can't remember in his backstory if they hint at him being he was raised in a whorehouse wasn't he that's Zevrin oh Fenris oh, you're I, thinking um, of Zevrin um, damn it I'm so elfish yeah. today I'm sorry. Fenris was a Tevinter slave that right. he can't um, remember anything before he was given lyrium tattoos right. by his master. That's right. Yes. Um, so I personally, when I play Fenris uh, as my romance, he's learning to let go of like the mage uh, hate that he has from being raised into Vinter under a mage master that tortured him all the time. <laughs> um, but I always considered him as more blunt uh, rather than condescending. But maybe that was just my reading of this character. Mm-hmm. I just didn't bring him to mage shit because I didn't want to <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. You kick that hornet that. nest. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe that's it is I did that once or twice that I was like, okay, you a dick. And then I would leave him behind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I ended up leaving him behind like on everything in my first playthrough because I was like, no. No, we're not going to be jerks to mages. We're not going to do this. <laughs> yep. 
Oh, this is complete opposite for me. Like his entrance when he stuck his glowing fist through somebody's chest, I was like forever <laughs> in my party. And then I was like, shit, I have to take him out sometimes, don't I? <laughs> yeah. I would collect it, mage quests to do all at once so I could do it without him in my party. Right. And I I think um Dragon Age 2 incentivizes changing out your party. Yes. Because if you I don't like not, it. If you want to save mages, you're not going to want to bring Severin with. <laughs> like, Fenris. if you want to be, you know, mean to mages, you yeah. don't want to bring Meryl with. Like, there's just, you don't want to bring Anders with. Like, if you're, yeah. I think, and I, li- I like that. I, think I don't. Fun. I, don't. I think the only character that I could keep in my party full time was Varric, honestly. Oh, yeah, 100 He was the chillest. <laughs> It was really difficult for me to do Varric all the time because I always want to be an archer in these games. And I'm like, damn it, Varric, would you just hold some daggers for a moment? <laughs> Jesus. And he has the coolest bow. So you can't even like uh, think that you're going to be cooler at it than him. Right. He has a cool ass crossbow. Like, damn it, Varric. <laughs> can't have two mages with crossbows. Jesus. <laughs> I get a little... Uh, I, I didn't even rank Sebastian on my list though because I haven't played his romance. Um, yeah, I wouldn't even. But uh, Isabella and then Anders were the bottom at my three and four on my ranking. Jordan, I think Anders, is- I, I have trust issues. I think mine is almost exactly opposite yours, except we flip flop Fenris and Meryl. So you go Anders, Isabella, Meryl, Fenris. <laughs> Tawny just hates elves, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> I literally always play an elf. I know. I'm, I'm, Except I'm, in this game where they refuse to let you play an elf. I was so yeah, fuck that, pissed. Though. Oh, yeah, that was kind of bullshitty. I have to say, my, my like official list is Anders, Fenris, Meryl, Isabella. That's fair. I really do like Isabella's, though. I had a really she hard time with uh, Meryl and Isabella, but I knew Anders out of the four was not my most favorite because that like a lot of his uh romance is very discussing like moral stuff all the time um and he's understandably pissed off in kirkwall (laughs) so i I don't blame him for that but some of it is just a lot (laughs) yeah yeah so I think does that wrap us up on our overview of Dragon Age Two? Pretty yeah. positive. All right. Yeah. Um, so we'll be hopping in our next episode. Will be our Anders episode because we go alphabetically. We Woo-hoo. decided. Um, <laughs> so um, this particular episode is going to be a little bit off of our schedule. So we're going to try to get up ASAP. Life happens, y'all. I don't know, man. It's <laughs> summer. It's been weird. So whatever. Um, we'll get on a schedule at some point. But. Yeah, <laughs> life's been tough, man. Like, things are opening. Things are getting scary again. Like Delta please. variant. Yeah, dude. Yep. Be careful out there, folks. We like you listening. So please. Please go please get your vaccine careful. if you can. It, and I, I promise. I've had mine since February. Mm-hmm. So that's like four months. I am not dead. No health conditions that I have have worsened. So please, please, please get vaccinated. 
But I mean, obviously, if you medically can't, we understand. Of course. Um, but also, Black Lives Matter. Yo. Stop Asian hate. Preach. Consent is sexy and mandatory. Yep. And enthusiastic. And enthusiastic. <laughs> Prize. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to this episode of Romancing the Game. Thank you. I'm Jordan Rishford. I'm Tawny P. Thompson. I'm Sarah J. Babe. <laughs> and see you next time. <laughs> they should let us fuck Barrett. Just like once. I, for real, though. Just like a, go to the thing, 